Look, what a fox. Dresses like Elvis Costello. Looks like the karate kid. I'm gonna get him. <laughs> hey, this is Marty McFly, and you're listening to Hydrate Level 4 Presents Podstalgic, a film podcast on core temp arts. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Are you telling me you built a time machine out of a podcast? Welcome to another episode of Podstalgic. This is a podcast where we take a nostalgic look and rediscover movies new and old. And for this episode, we are returning to an anniversary. And joining me as always is Mariano. Hey, Mariano. Hey, Peter. What's up? What's up? This is our first movie review post-pandemic outbreak. Uh, Yes, I think that you are right about that because we've done other stuff. 1985, you know, yep. fun episode. Uh, yep. Hopefully that was released before this one. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't have to go on my uh, my uh, uh, pandemic ra- uh, rant like I did last time. Right, half hour of it, and it was great. Uh, yes. Uh, you, you know, uh, hey, you, interesting. You, you had to put it out somewhere, right? Um, yeah, and, uh, just, just, yes. just a really, really small, like a uh, small version of it. Uh, stay your ass at home. I work with people who have COVID. And uh, as in their pa- my patients, so stay your ass at home and don't protest because then you're a fucking idiot. That's just, hey, there you go. That's, that's just short and sweet. Yeah. You know what's crazy is I work in one of the smallest stations in Portland and I'm kind of in the heart of the city. I now work with two guys who have family members that were affected. One, his uncle and the other guy, his grandmother. Grandmother's already passed. I think the uncle is getting there. But um, yeah. Dude, I have a coworker who, I mean, I worked with him like two jobs ago and she, she moved down to Texas and she's got to be quarantined because she had to get tested for it because she's showing all the signs, including her her grandma, uh, her mom. Uh, so we don't know yet, probably another day or two, whether or not she is positive. So it's, ah. the the stuff is real and, and it's not, she's not careful. We're all careful when it comes to our equipment when we go into patients' rooms. But, you know, I mean, stuff happens, right? You still You're still giving, putting yourself out there. So there you go. Just be careful. Um, this episode, uh, quite, quite a way to bring in our uh, special guest here. Uh, it, it's a, it's a big crossover here. My co-host from Cobra Kai Companion. Hey, Brianna. Hey, Peter. Hi. That, this is your first time on this uh, show, right? It is. Yeah. It is. So. Hello, Mariano. Right. Hey, how's it going? 1985. 1985. There we go. About. It's, it's a year. It's a year for it's sure. A, it was a good year. It was a good year. Um, so the big, big year for movies, okay? Uh, we are- Oh, yeah. Huge year. Yeah. We're, um, and I'm excited for some of the reviews that will, you know, there, there's some movies that I've already done for 1985, so maybe we'll do, I don't know, man. We kind of talked about a lot of them already in that big 95 uh, or 85 episode. So we'll we'll see, but there's still some reviews to be had, including Goonies this summer. Still haven't done Goonies in the six years I've podcasted. I can't believe you haven't done Goonies. This is incre- incredible. That's like, not we, we right. have to we have to do that because that is like just we have to man. right. But but yeah, did, we have to. Didn't I tell you who my guest was originally like four years ago? I think you did, but you know, uh, I am old. Ish, so I don't remember things as well as uh, I used to. Nina. Nina was supposed to come oh, yeah, on. That's right. Yeah, that's and right. she reached out. I was like, ah, I don't think I have the DVD. And then, and then we just never rescheduled. So, oh man, you know she's busy. She's running an empire herself. You she's know, got shout a whole out thing Project going, Phantom. man. She got, got a lot a going, going, man. Too much. So, but uh, hopefully, I can get her on here one day because you know, me and Devin got her on. We got five. But anyway, Yo, that was a great episode too. It was fun. Anyway. A lot of fun. Um, so we're here to, to talk about Just One of the Guys, uh, another 1985 movie. This uh, year we celebrate its 35th anniversary. The reason we have Brianna here is because one of the characters, uh, or one of the actors, rather, uh, Billy Zapka, you know, who is the, the lead in Cobra Kai, was also uh, one of the leads in the original Karate Kid movie playing Johnny Lawrence, and here is Greg Tolan. Um, but before we get into the movie proper, uh, for those that are tuning in for the first time, something we do here on the show uh, with these anniversary releases, we go back to the date the movie came out. Uh, the only other movie I saw released on the same day as just one of the guys was called Stick, <laughs> a universal wow, movie. Never heard of her. What? Yeah. <laughs> See, Mariano, she knows that joke, too. (laughs) Uh, So, released from prison, Stick meets up with a friend and joins him on a job delivering a bag. His friend gets killed in the setup. Stick uh, gets away and is ready to forget all and see his daughter, but they won't forget. Um, Who is in this film? 
Ah, uh, I can anyone. I cannot blow up the the poster. Oh, okay. A dude okay. named Stick delivering a bag. You know what? It looks like uh uh Burt Reynolds. Because it's one of those drawn what? drawn photos. It looks like Burt Reynolds and Kim Basinger. I can't see the names, and I'm completely guessing it's Kim Basinger. So if you have the IMDb, you'll probably see better than me. Oh, it's Candace Bergen. Oh. And Burt Reynolds. Okay, I can see that now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Mur- uh, uh, Murphy. Yes, uh, Murphy Brown. Murphy Brown, thank you. I used to watch that. <laughs> oh, I love that show. <laughs> yeah, it was a good yeah. show. They brought it back. I, I didn't watch the, 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 you know, that one, but uh, yeah, I used to rock uh, with Murphy Brown. Um Okay, so uh, the other thing is we take a look at the number one song of this uh, the week this movie released, and we got Nervous Night by the Hooters. I don't remember that either. Okay. I know the Hooters. Okay. But I I've don't been know that Hooters. song. <laughs> yes, two different will, things. We may talk about Hooters coming up. That's a, that's a different different pair of things. Okay, not, right. not the same. Not the same. <laughs> okay. Uh, Owls. Maybe. Maybe. Uh, I. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm so, sorry to this man. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know I, who that is. <laughs> well, let's see. Uh, that this... song must have been number one for like five minutes because I swear to God I have no recollection. Definitely for a week. It was definitely a number one. Uh, single for for just that week because the week before it was bonded by blood by Exodus. Eurythmics, uh, be yourself tonight was the week after. Okay. How about those? Either of those? A little yeah, Eurythmics. Okay. The yeah. Eurythmics. Yeah. Well, yeah. I know I know who they are. I mean, Sweet Dreams. They had, they had a few songs. Can you something about the rain? I love that one too. <laughs> Here comes the rain again. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. It's a one. great song. Great That's song. A great song. Great song. Uh, yeah. I I have no idea. What the song the is? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, it's, you're you know, familiar with the Hooters. You don't know about Nervous. I'm I'm stumped. Yeah, I am familiar with the Hooters because they did. They, did a, they had another song that they they had. They had a song that I I'm familiar with, but I don't think it's this one. Okay. So. All right. So weird. that that's the weekend release of just one of the guys. Um. So for those that may be needing a refresher on this movie, uh, we have uh, Terry Griffith. She is an aspiring journalist. Uh, who wants to be taken seriously, but thinks that um, you know she is not being respected as a writer because she is a uh, a young woman. So she decides to pose as a boy, go to another school, and fall in love with somebody else. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, sure, that's what happened. I don't think that was the plan. Right. <laughs> I think the plan was to get into the trip. Was it the Tribune? What was the Sun Times? The uh, an intern. It was an intern. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Internship, right? Yeah, right. At the Sun Tribune. Correct. Sun Tribune. Which I don't know if that's a real newspaper. Because <laughs> I was think thinking, because so. I was thinking, like, because I was, you know, I, I thought of the name of the newspaper. I'm like Chicago, but then I saw the school. I'm like, they ain't got no court judge like that in Chicago. That's an LA thing, man. Like most yeah. likely, just because. Right. I think they the did weather. film in Scottsdale. Um. Okay. Uh, now, Brianna, you're our guest. Uh, now, what's your history with this movie? Did, did didn't you say you had not seen this movie before? I had not seen this movie before. My okay. history with this movie is I watched it Sunday morning. Okay. Hey, that's a that's a, a deep history you have there. Um, right. What did you know about this movie going into it? That Billy was in it and he's pretty. <laughs> okay. And he's a jerk. As opposed to being ugly. Right. I mean, like he ever could be. Um, I I knew the basic plot that she was pretending to be a boy and didn't know the writer thing and that uh, Billy played the asshole and there was a convoluted teenage 80s romance. Yeah, this movie is definitely totally 80s. And there were some things that I was actually surprised that uh, we didn't get that that would be a trope of the 80s and just some other surprises, both good and bad. Uh, Mariano, what about you? Just one of the guys here. Was this uh, something you caught? I saw this film in the theater. Okay. This is one of those Tuesday nights. With or, your sister? Yeah, I believe Tuesday night with my sister, yeah. where my mom would give us money and say pretty much in a kind, kinder way than I'm saying it now, get the fuck out of the house and leave me alone for a few <laughs> hours. Um, and this, my sister would pick hit. the movies. This was a hit. Yeah, no, out. this is the one that was, yeah, because this, like uh, this is like a one-screen theater, you know, in the Mission in San Francisco, so... But my sister would pick the movies, which is, Peter, as you know, I have been traumatized because I had to watch the Menudo movie, which <laughs> <Yeah>. was <laughs> god-awful. And uh, so I, yeah, I, I remember that. And I'll be completely honest. I knew the story 
I remember when I was watching it again, I remember some parts of it and whatever. But uh, overall, kind of like not memorable, I guess. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's yeah. another 80s. It's an 80s teenage, you know, movie with the prom. Yeah, yeah, you know, they do have it. a prom. Absolutely, yeah. yes, yes. Uh, this definitely checks off a lot of boxes of your uh, stereotypical '80s movie. Um, I I had fun revisiting it. My history, I don't remember the last time I watched this, but I was young. A uh, few things that I remembered, uh, I remembered Johnny from Karate Kid was in it. Uh, I remembered him always lifting the tables. Right, because clearly he um, he didn't have a a bench press at home, so he had to do it during lunch. You know, uh, pick up all those t- tables. So I remembered that. I remember the scene that every little boy remembers. Uh, the reveal at the end. This is different Hooters. Different Hooters. Uh, the, the the real life Hooters. No. Yeah. I mean, I guess depending who you ask. Yeah. You, you ask Al Bundy. Those are Hooters. Um, I was. Uh, you know, it's funny you say that because I was watching with with uh, with Allegra, right? And, and okay. now Allegra's my wife and. She kind of half watched it because halfway, like I think towards the end, she's like, "Yeah, whatever." You know, she didn't have to watch it. She didn't have to do homework, right? I, had, I did. And, and I was like, uh, "She's like, do you remember any, much of this?" I'm like, "Yeah, I remember a few things." I'm all like, "In about, I'm like 30 seconds, she's gonna show us her boobs." And she's like, "What?" And she's like, "Yeah, I expect it." Yeah, I'm like, "What am I saying?" I was like, 30 How old was I? What's this? 1985, right? 85, yeah. So I was 12, right? A 12 year old. First of all, mind you, I had no business watching some of these movies. <laughs> Well, what's about, right? It's, a, it's the 80s. You can watch well, m- movies that young. Uh, I guess. I mean, there were some other ones that were like a lot more definitely raunchier than that. You know what I mean? And yeah, either way. I mean, oh, whatever. Sure. It's just it's just breast. Who cares? It's, you know, it's, it's human anatomy. But, um, but you know, as a 12-year-old, that's something that sticks in your head. Now, I do remember. Uh, now, is it William or Billy? Billy. IMDb he, has he some goes by William. Billy. Yeah. That, okay, that's he goes by professional Billy, right? credit. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, I'm disappointed in, his, in him in this role. I really wanted him to say to somebody, "You're dead meat." He he was he mouthed "You're dead" to to um, <laughs> right. to one of them, but he didn't say "You're dead meat," which is I'm totally like I'm disappointed by that. And I, and I believe the writers, not him. <laughs> uh, one of the writers, Jeff Franklin, goes on to create Full House. No comment. <laughs> hey, that's a good ass <laughs> show. <laughs> no comment. <laughs> uh, Look, I feel I feel like I alienate enough people in general, so I'm gonna stop stop right here. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Um, I forgot that Sherilyn Fenn is in here. Looks great in a couple Yo, sh- years. She's like 12. <laughs> she looks really young. Oh, my God. In a couple years, she'll uh, appear in The Wraith, uh, opposite of Charlie Sheen, also a movie I reviewed some time ago. Uh, go back and check that out. Um, I, I forgot that she had a friend, Denise. D- Denise is like, she shows up at the beginning, disappears, and comes back. You know, plot device. Um, her brother has a much bigger role than I remember. Uh, I remember the, the the sock scene, which this might have I remember helped that scene a lot too. of young men. <laughs> this I remember might have that. Been this movie. Yeah. All right, those are the things like the sock scene, uh, the reveal, and that bathroom, the very awkward bathroom scene because that okay. just kind of I kind of remember it. When I was a kid, it was kind of cringeworthy. Like, cause I have secondhand uh, embarrassment. Like, I really get that yeah. bad at times, and and it was one of those like. Why are you lingering? Why are you talking? Why are you in the urinals talking? Oh my, you know, like my mind was like racing, you know what I mean? I'm just in here taking a leak. Uh, yeah, no shit, Sherlock. Um, okay. the, the the other thing that I remembered was the, uh, I'm, I'm forgetting the, the, um, the, the guy's name, but the, the one that carried the lizards and the, you know, the pets and whatever throughout the movie. I kind of remembered that too. Um, let's start with our lead, Joyce Heiser, uh, who, who plays Terry slash Terry Griffith. Brianna, does she work for you as, as a boy? Um, yeah, actually, very well. Um, throughout the whole thing, I was I was very aware, of course, that she was a woman pretending to be a man, and her her brother even had the line about the "What are you, Tootsie?" Oh yeah, I mean the the opening shot they established she is a woman. That that is yes, the panties and a, a shirt on. Yes, um, what actually sold it to me? And then, like, where I would I would forget and I would, like, get so into it was Sherilyn Finn had the line of the movie <laughs> um, when she said that he, meaning Terry, um, dressed like Elvis Costello and looked like the Karate Kid. And I looked at the screen and went, she really does. Yeah. And then she, she wanted to get after that. And uh, I guess with that line. Boy, 
thirsty. <laughs> like, that's what the kids would call it nowadays. They, they would, Man, they would uh, extra indeed thirsty. call that. Yes. Oh, yeah. um, I went to school with a boy that looked exactly like Ralph, so I could relate so hard to that. I, I've had a crush on that kid since I was eleven, just because he looked like Ralph. It's funny, Brianna. So I didn't. Uh, I don't remember that line. You know, obviously, but I haven't seen this movie seriously in like thirty-five years. And um, and when I watched that, and I, she said that line, I was like, oh, okay. Ding. Okay, you know, I kind of like, re- Brianna's gonna be with us. Yeah. I know she's gonna. I know she's gonna pick up on that line. She's gonna pick up what she put down right there on that. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Ralph's prettier, but you know. <laughs> yeah, that, that's fair. <laughs> that's fair. Um, apparently, Sherilyn Finn actually she was honest about that too. Like you know, Terry actually was cute as a boy, or uh, I guess uh, Joyce. She she was cute as a boy. Uh, so she yeah yeah she even thought that yeah I hey it worked I I thought I, th- I thought she was very passable as a boy. You know, and and apparently that she, I mean, Ralph Macchio was the basis for the the look and you know the and how she acted. Um, I believe uh, Lisa Gottlieb, who directed and did like the first six uh, scripts, uh, script drafts with like a writing partner, um, Lisa and Joyce, the lead, spent some time with one of Lisa's like close friends, who's you know a man who is also an actor, and they try to get down his mannerisms and stuff. So they they put in a lot of um, you know research and work into building you know the male Terry. Uh, even Joyce, the actress herself, cut her hair. You know, so it shows like the commitment of the actress and the character too. Yeah, they that was very. I I, I do feel like she was more believable as a man. To be honest, she was overacting as her Terry, the main Terry character. You know, so when she was a when she was a young lady, but like as a man, you know, like when she when she got the hair. By the way, I love movie haircuts because you can cut your own hair and look fantastic. Now people are struggling right now with this pandemic to be able to do that on their own, unless you shave your head, like you know, you're silly <laughs> over here. But uh, but man, she could cut her hair really. You know, she would be like living it up in the pandemic. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Keep up your haircut like that. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I just felt like early on it was like. Kind of, I don't know. It was just, it was a little over, overly, overacting. I guess would be the word. Um, and yeah, as far as like the mannerisms, and once once she kind of got into the groove of being like infiltrating as a as a boy in high school, then it worked. It worked more, you know. Yeah. To me, anyway. Yeah. Um, one of the things that I did fa- find interesting is that you know she does go undercover, and you know, I guess in a sense undercover, but. The, the whole thing with uh, Rick, you know, who she befriends, ultimately starts falling for him. She kind of like changes her identity and stuff. And it's funny because she goes undercover to kind of prove a point that it's not about what you look like, right? It's about your inner person. So I don't know. I, I, I kind of found that interesting. But again, like I had to keep reminding myself, yeah, it's an 80s film. It's fun, right? At the, at the time, we didn't have writing like we do now. And I always... Um, give the the example of like Vince Gilligan and the Breaking Bad crew who really spoiled us with really great writing. Um, there were there was a lot of things that I really liked. Uh, Brianna, you and I we actually talked off mic recently, and we both like the 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 brother played by Billy. I don't know if it's Jacoby or Jacoby. Jacoby. Uh, Jacoby. Okay, because uh, it's like Derek uh, Jacoby. I think is uh, also a thespian actor, uh, but he plays Buddy, the brother. Uh, we both liked the brother. I loved Buddy. Yeah, I thought he was fantastic. <laughs> he he is what he was. Um, a lot of the '80s movies had that really annoying brother. Like the same year, 1985, Seth Green was Patrick Dempsey's annoying brother. Um, this one it was like he was actually her pal, except for he still had those characteristics of like you know he screws her over at the end of the movie as well. Yeah, which is a total brother move. Yes. Because he's like, ah, I'm gonna mess with her, and I gotta be there to see it. Um, now, Mar- Mariano, you like our previous reviews. You are known to watch these movies with, you know, your 2020 eyes. What do you think yeah. about? What do you think about Buddy? <laughs> <laughs> Buddy was a problem. It, yeah, it, it's like it's a matter of a space, and uh, I don't know. Uh, I think that he actually was probably the best actor out of everybody. Just okay. about, um, you know, uh, he seemed authentic. Portrayed. Yeah, and. Uh, more natural you know what i mean okay. like um but you know he's obviously buddy's a problem i mean like like it's it's beyond objectifying i guess when it comes to women or whatever and also just i mean in that one cafeteria scene where he's trying to you know pick up on one of the high school students and 
It's like, who does that? Like, you know, right. the whole like, Buddy does. was he blowing in her ear or something? I don't know. I'm like, okay. That's definitely not a not a 2020 move. No, <laughs> so no, that no, it's not. Well. I was eating yeah. it up though. Actually, that was one of my favorite scenes of his. <laughs> that was pretty good. Um, Brianna, what did you think of Rick as a character? Um, actually, I liked Rick a lot. He was so cute, and he was so comfortable with Terry right from the very beginning. He was hiding in the same bush that she got chucked into. And then the the little throwaway line about, you know, don't get me and Greg confused. And there's obviously no way you're going to. Um, at the end, what that one of my the favorite things about Rick to me, he was so at ease and so comfortable with the thought that a gay man was in love with him. But when he found out that gay man was a woman, that's when he freaked out. Right. Like he was way more comfortable with the thought, you know, that that a gay man could have feelings for him and that's he's perfectly fine with that. But when he finds out she's a woman, it just like completely blows his mind and he doesn't talk to her for weeks. But I, I, I feel that is kind of earned, actually, because yeah. uh, he feels betrayed, right? You know, he, here is this um, you know woman posing posing as his best friend. And then to come, you know, you find out, like, wait, 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 you, you're a woman, so you're not who I thought you were. It was all it was all an act, right? So he didn't know what was real. Um, at least when he thought that Terry was gay, he's like that's the the real him, right? Yeah, and the betrayal makes sense. It yeah. really, I I just I adored that he had zero hesitation with no, it's okay, you're gay and you like me. He was perfectly fine with it. And in 1985, that is so freaking forward thinking mm-hmm. that it, it was just unheard of. I, I think you have to credit Lisa Gottlieb, you know, for doing the early drafts and, and directing. I think a man would have made a lot of these characters homophobic. Oh, absolutely. Oh, it would have been a, it would have been a probably a big homophobic moment at that point, because the first the first reactions to usually violence, you know, like especially in 85, like you were saying, Brianna, like that's that's the the go to as opposed to just being like, OK, you know, if you're first of all, I think that um like uh, Rick's character was like, if you're like, because they were best friends at this point, they became really close friends. So I'm thinking, if you're best friends and all of a sudden your best friend has feelings for you and you know an attraction or whatever, it's like okay, I don't feel that way, but that doesn't change the fact that you're my best friend. You know what I mean? So it's almost like a very logical look at your relationship and the part that would makes perfect sense with the betrayal of like, what you're not who you say you are. That's even worse. You know what I mean? So I do. Yeah, that was a good. That was a good choice that they made you know as opposed to the usual what would have been the usual uh probably you know problematic reaction to something like that uh rihanna more on on the other um male characters in the movie what do you think about uh kevin uh, played by lee mcclowski uh, mcclowski who plays uh terry's boyfriend oh he he was a he was a decent actor um kevin was a piece of crap from the word go, and I could not understand why she was trying so hard to hold on to him. Dump him and be done. You're a feminist. He treats you like crap. He calls journalism a hobby. Uh, You're too pretty for this. You're too hot for this. He objectifies the hell out of her, and she's a smart, smart girl, and I don't know why she didn't get rid of him weeks before she did. Yeah, and, you know, I, I didn't remember too much about the Kevin character, but I feel like his character easily could have also been, um, you know, that college boyfriend that cheats on her, right? So I thought that was interesting, too, that he continues to chase after her. I uh, for, First of all, he's like 45, so there's no reason <laughs> yes. why she should be with him. Uh, uh, I, I believe Joyce was like 28. Yeah, well... Hey, but she's playing a seventeen-year-old, right, or eighteen-year-old, right, whatever. Right. But either way, but he's in college, and I'm like, what, what, what postgraduate plan? What, where are, where are what, you getting your master? You're getting your doctorate, right? This like, what's happening here? <laughs> um, and uh, what's the difference between him, Kevin, and and her first teacher in journalism? Nothing. Uh, I mean, it's the same is, thing. It's, it's yeah. the same reaction, right? This, it's a whole like, yeah. look, girl, you, you're so pretty. You could be a model. What are you doing? You know, wasting your time on this thing. You know what I mean? Like, what the hell, right? Anyway, so that's they're pretty much the same, very similar characters, right? And, and right. you're right with her reactions. Like, why? Why is she with this guy? This guy's a 
he's a douche. Like, what the hell, right? Yeah. Uh, anyway, so that yeah, that's the same thing. He he was he served the purpose of, of being, particularly at the very end, right? He just really right. served the purpose to be to be there for the very end at the prom, you know, when all that stuff goes down. You know, like may- maybe Kevin wasn't even necessary to um, stick around. Uh, at the end, maybe I can get your guys's opinion on, on this. Um, the the story is is about her being a journal a journalist. Like we, I I feel we see very little of that. I think it would have been interesting had she gone to the school to showcase her talent, and and maybe she does start becoming something right. And now that kind of interferes with her relationship with Rick, and you know now she has to like choose this guy that she's become close to, but also falling in love while posing as a boy and and somebody who's actually respecting her talent as a writer at that school you know what i mean like that could have been a very good conflict um she has greg to also combat as a, as a bully uh but this is a rival school as i understand it i thought i think it could have been interesting where um that maybe they even find out that she's from the rival school so that also plays no part you know, so I I think there there there's some things that could have, could have been added and could have made this a a little bit more interesting. Well, Sher- Sherilyn Finn, I just forgot her character's name. Sandy. 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 Yes. Uh, Sandy did figure out. She she was like, "Why do you live here? Why don't you go to that other school?" Right. And Buddy obviously did not go to school with them, so he went to the other one. <laughs> um, I I think that in. 2020, yeah, that's the kind of movie that we could expect, and that's the kind of movie that we could see. 1985, teenage movies were not that complicated. <laughs> um, what? <laughs> I mean, the the whole the whole thing is she's she's going to go and she's going to prove that her writing is perfectly fine and she's so good. And the first scene we see of her at the high school is that journalism teacher telling her the exact same thing the other one did. Yeah, right. And then nothing until at the very end when she decides that her story is going to be, you know, what she did during those two weeks. So we we it, didn't really it, get to see any of her writing, like as far as like seeing that she was actually a journalist, like she wanted to be a journalist and that she was a jur- journalism student. Like there's nothing there, you know, really. Like like you said, Brianna, basically just the reaction from the teacher saying the same thing. <laughs> right. And then we had the Pony Boy Curtis moment at the end right. when we see her writing the first couple lines. <laughs> yeah. I I almost feel like, you know, again, like we're, we're, we're all saying the same things, right? Like, yeah, this is 1985, you know, nowadays. Yeah, I'm just like, oh, man, uh, what all they could have done was, okay, basically the way the story ends, I'm like, man, I... I feel like people just liked her story. Like we we don't know what kind of talent she has instead of maybe storytelling. But I guess that's that's journalism, right? And she's telling it from a pretty interesting perspective, having gone in as a a, a different gender. Um, I would be interested. I don't know if if they had done like any kind of fanfic story of you know Terry Griffith, you know, as a character. I think that would be be interesting uh, supplemental material to kind of look into. You know, uh, actually reading this article. That would be cool. Yeah. Read what she actually wrote. So, Greg Tolan as the bully. Um, Brianna, I'll start with you again. What would what, you think about about Greg? Billy yes. in the 80s. <laughs> yes. I mean, it, it, that poor boy. <laughs> um, all through the 80s. Go, go figure that he got typecast as the jerk off, you know? Mm-hmm. Um it's a role that he plays very, very well. Yeah. And with Johnny, you know, it, in the Karate Kid, we have these moments of humanity from him where we can feel for him. Greg is a two-dimensional cardboard cutout bad guy. There's very little dimension to him. His girlfriend of however long dumps him for a total stranger, and I feel absolutely nothing for Greg. Yeah. Nothing. He he uh, he gets spaghetti uh, spilled on him. Uh, right. That's interesting. Right. I thought the spaghetti was an excellent choice of yeah. food to have flung at him. But I I feel nothing. Nothing for him whatsoever. He was completely two-dimensional. There was no depth to Greg at all. Yeah. I'd have to agree with that. He's like, might as well be a cardboard cutout. <laughs> you know, it's like, no, there's no depth to it whatsoever. Why did he have goons who were pretty much just there? Yeah, they didn't do anything. Yeah. Yeah. They were just like egging him on, right? 
But but also like Terry, she's a, a popular girl, but all she has is like Denise, you know. But <laughs> but you know maybe maybe she's always yeah. just busy, um, you know, writing. Writing. She's like busy that. writing. Yeah. Busy yeah. writing all the That's time. What it is. By the way, how tall how tall is uh Billy Billy Zapka? Uh, 6'1 oh, That's what okay. I was about to guess Okay yeah. Okay uh, That was just for my own curiosity <laughs> Anybody else out there Who wants to know Like cause I'm like Oh yo, he was ripped dude He's like he's You know he had He, he wanted that bully character money Coming into the <laughs> 80s You know yeah. Well they uh, They did Go with him Because of the The whole Ralph Macho line You know the, uh, Really Yeah Lisa Godlib Did talk about that In a and a I watched on, um, uh, on On YouTube You know So that's available It's with a lot of the cast uh, That was there too uh, so it, it was like a like a screening. Like I, I feel it might have been the 25th anniversary, maybe even the 30th. But it's on YouTube. Just type in like Q and A. Just one Let of the me, guys. Peter. So since since you did the homework, and thank you, Peter, for doing research, uh, <laughs> the research that I'm obviously too lazy to do. Uh, what is this movie a thing? Like, is it have some kind of cult following? It does. It, it actually, it really does. There, there was an uh, another article I read uh, where the the writer of it. It was, um, I believe the title was like 20 things people don't know about just one of the guys or 20 things you should know. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that she found in researching is that gays and young women who, people that were coming out and drag and stuff like that, this movie uh, kind of meant something to them. Well, that's dope. What a, you know, if, if that's the case, if that's like a kind of a cult classic in that, in that sense. Well, rem- remembering 1985 too, and Mariana, since you lived through this, you will know too, the AIDS epidemic and mm-hmm. everyone was so conditioned to be afraid of gay people because, oh, my God, they're going to kill us if they breathe on us. And it was nonsense. It was absolute yeah. nonsense. Yeah, there was a lot of there was a lot of fear, fear mongering. And, and this it, yeah. is and, and Brianna, this brings up your, your point earlier um, with the the character of um, Rick, how he reacted to to the possibility of his best friend, like being in love with him or whatever. Like, right. Because. Because it's eighty five, the the homophobia was like ridiculous. I mean, it still is, but it, it really ramped up because of that. Because of yeah. that, and, and it's and uh, look, I'm not I'm not above or gonna be dishonest with the audience here. Like, you know, being a being a kid in a middle school, high school, whatever. There's plenty of homophobic jokes and whatnot. You know, until you start realizing that. This is humanity. Like, now, what are we doing here? Are we like taking taking away somebody's humanity? You know what I mean? That, I mean, internalizing this anyway. But there's definitely a lot of, a lot of that going on at at this time, and and you can see it in other films. Mm-hmm. You can see plenty of it. You know, just like how you see, um, you know, just uh, raging racism and and sexism and whatnot. It's like all over. You know, Hollywood in these years. You know, I'm not saying it's not any different now, but at least there's more of acknowledgement that that is a thing that we got to look out for. You know, right. So the acceptance from Rick and even from Sandy, too, when she yeah. finds out that she spent the whole movie so horribly attracted to a girl, she's like, OK, fine. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, it, the, the acceptance there, it, it, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. And who ends up with her brother, Buddy. <laughs> right. I, I guess the next best thing. I don't know. <laughs> You're right. Yeah. I guess. I mean. Look, she, that was. He okay, did look, teach her how to be a man, I guess. What's what is more what is more somewhat ridiculous for that to happen or for some rando motorcycle woman on a motorcycle at the end of the movie? The motorcycle chick at the end. <laughs> <laughs> like, That's like really rando out of nowhere. Good for Buddy. Uh, I'd like to see buddy. a sequel with Buddy going undercover or something. As what? A oh, normal what? person? <laughs> As a decent human being. <laughs> wait, oh, wait, wait, wait. You want Buddy to go undercover to go to like a high school and look at high school uh, uh, girls in the eye? That's what you want, right? Like just have conversation and listen to them. Who, who's that directed at? Was that yeah, I don't know. I'm just asking in general. <laughs> well, I'm looking at you, Peter, I, you know, because you happen to pop up with my camera. So, okay. I'm sorry. I, I can you ask uh, re ask a question? Because I was just no, thinking, no. I was thinking about that moment. Denise and like the the band member on stage during the prom were like eye fucking each other. <laughs> By the way, I was I was just being a dick. So don't you don't have to okay. answer that. Uh, right. That was me being a dick. I'll hear it back um, in the editing. <laughs> oh, you mean you mean the other 45 year old in the band that's like right. like eyeballing high school girl? Yes. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That was a that was too. a total grease moment. That was okay. um that was uh, Vince Fontaine and and um. Oh, I just completely forgot her name. Olivia Nunez. No, oh. no, no, no. It was the girl that was on Full House. 
or not Full House. Um, oh my God, I just completely forgot the show with Christy McNichol with the dog, Empty Nest. I would not have guessed that. <laughs> um, she was she was on Empty Nest. Her name's Diane something. But uh, yeah, the the Vince Fontaine was uh, uh, we talked about it when we did uh, the review of No Mercy when we were talking about the different Greece the different um, Greece characters. Okay. Vince Fontaine was the band leader. He was like the Dick uh. Clark in their universe, and he picked up a seventeen year old girl at the at prom. Isn't he the, the the guy who was also in the movie The Wraith? Like I think I sent you a picture maybe and. Maybe it wasn't The Wraith. Maybe it was just a different movie. Oh, no, no, no. Uh, uh, Pete's Dragon. Wasn't he? The guy that played Vince Fontaine was in Pete's Dragon? Somebody's in Pete's Dragon. That was from Greece. I don't know if it's the same guy. Um, Kanicki was. Jeff Conaway. You know what? That's what it was. Yes. Sorry. I Remember, I still haven't seen Greece. I know. I know. Okay. Well, we're not going to talk about it. No comment. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, oh, yeah. yeah. Mariano doesn't like <laughs> He's not a big on musicals. Yo, um, can I tell you something? I'm gonna yes. I'm gonna spill. I'm gonna say a secret here. It's not even really a secret, but I'm gonna say something that Peter, you probably will fucking blow your mind. Okay. Um, you you know, and the audience here knows who listens to this show that I don't like musicals. Like I have a hard time in musicals. I I can't, right. I can't stand them. Right. Yes. Correct. Why am I watching? And I cannot stop watching this new show on NBC called Zoe's. Um, shit. What's it called? Zoe's, Zoe's Amazing Soundtrack or something. Yeah, something like that. Right. And it's literally a fucking musical, like all the time, dude. Huh. It's I mean, ridiculous. Probably just good Straight. writing, maybe. You know. You know what? It's entertaining, and uh, I think what it is is because it's contemporary songs. You know what okay. I mean? Like, all right. It's like it's you know whether not necessarily contemporary, but there's like more pop, I guess pop. You know, so you know, sing some Beatles and they sing like other other music like that. And and speaking of Beatles, I did like yesterday, which was a, I thought was a really good film. That but is it, a it fantastic was, movie. It was all yeah. Beatles songs, yeah. Though, but that's the thing. I wonder if it's Loved the music it. itself. You know what I mean? Like, but when I like, but I, I will say that my aunts made me watch Grease like a million freaking times. So and and West Side Story. So I'm like I'm like so over those. Like it's it's like not even a joke. Got it. But that's my personal experience. My personal trauma. That and Menudo movie. There you go. You know, uh, I I think I think Rocket Man did it for you. I, I think that's what it Yo. was. You enjoyed Rocket Man, and all of a sudden now you're starting to watch all these musicals. But yesterday, Yo, I good I told point. Brianna I was just watching it randomly one day because uh, a a customer gave me his digital code to download. Oh. Because nice. we, we were talking about music and movies. And I was like, oh, yeah, I really want to check out yesterday. He was like, I own it. If you want the code, I'll give you the code. So I watched it. I was like, Brianna, you got to watch this. This is amazing. Then she watched it. And yeah, we talked about it a little bit. Yo, that was a great movie. And you know it's what? Fantastic. You're right about Rocket Man. I think that Rocket Man pretty much like just pierced my cold, cold, dead heart. And now <laughs> now it's open for, for musicals here. Like, and then right, I'm watching Zoe. All right, I'll, I'll check and it I'm out. Like, I'll check it out. I'm really, <laughs> I'm like really into this thing, man. I'm like, you know, you know who's really surprised? Allegra's really surprised. She's like, okay. You well, have you watched Bohemian Rhapsody yet? You know what? I haven't. I need to. I need okay. to check that out. That's a good point. Because I know Peter, you did cover that with Carly, right? Yeah, me and Carly covered it. Okay. We both enjoyed it. And uh, again, yes, it's sanitized. You know, from what Freddie Mercury and Queen really was, but it's 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 fine. Yeah, and and I think it's the soundtrack itself, right? I mean, it's yes. like again with like the movie yesterday and with Rocket Man, like. Mm-hmm. That's like like iconic music from 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 iconic songwriters. You know what I mean? Like for me anyway. Like as far as songwriting is concerned, like the Beatles are up there, Elton John's up there. You know, um, there there's supposed to be a um, like early years of David Bowie coming out, like like a kind of biopic uh, yeah. coming out. And um, did I do that right? I can't remember. Yeah. I was yep, biopic. That's forth. right. And so that's I'm looking forward to that. Just check that out. Uh, I don't know if it's going to be considered like a musical, but. Sure, the early music of David Bowie would be on there. So right. it's just it's just it's interesting, you know. Okay, so we'll wrap up this review by looking at some of the ratings online. Um, IMDb currently has it at six point five out of ten, so that's above average. Rotten Tomatoes has it rotten at forty five percent. Brianna, what what would you side more with? Um, you know, and then you know maybe kind of give your thoughts as the movie overall and whether you'd recommend it or not. Um, well, for people looking just to hit the 80s nostalgia, um, which our audience most definitely is always keen to do, yeah, um, I would absolutely recommend it. Billy Zabka fans, I would recommend it to them, but I'm sure they've all seen it a thousand times each. <laughs> Especially um, that, uh, at least the clip of him walking out of the uh, shower. 
Right, uh, <laughs> right. Soaking wet and getting the towel. Um, Yo, he was ripped. <laughs> oh, God. Yes. I think, I think Brianna Beautiful. had a crush. <laughs> hey, man. I, I, I didn't appreciate him in The Karate Kid, obviously, because, you know, I was a, a, kid, a young kid myself, a non-karate kid, watching The Karate Kid and entertaining. You know, I was all with Ralph because, you know, Mr. Miyagi and, and all that, you know what I mean? And yeah. Right. Cobra Kai were a bunch of dicks. So now I see, you know, like from watching Cobra Kai season one and going, okay, now they're going into depth with the character. That makes more sense. So now I can appreciate the ripness of Billy Zapka as a bad bully in what we just watched, which I, it, one of the guys. I almost forget the title. Right, yeah, just what it's still rather impressive at fifty-two, too. By the way, yes. um, but um, I would have to go more with. First of all, both of those are way above the ratings for the next Karate Kid, and I believe the Karate Kid Part Three as well. Huh, um, I believe you. Yeah. So I would have to say I would go with the 6.5 because it's cute. It's fun. It has its problematic moments as everything from 1985 does. But the things that really, really could have been problematic, it avoided, which is a unique thing to see from 1985. So I would definitely have to go with the 6.5, I guess, more than the 45. Uh, You know, I'm going to go with the 5. It wasn't that good. I mean, I, I don't know if I would recommend it, but I think that there is a certain nostalgia as far as like if it is a total 80s. If you want to dive dive into an 80s movie, like Brianna just said, you know, then yeah, I get I get it, you know. But I mean, just having somebody else in my household watch it and basically gave up on it, like I don't have to, I don't have to do homework, so I don't need to watch this anymore. <laughs> that kind of says, says it all to me there. <laughs> so so uh, I, I can't, I can't recommend it. Um. Because I, I don't know, I don't even think, to be honest, like, until um, Terry becomes, you know, un- undercover, she, I don't know, I just feel like that's more interesting, you know what I mean, when she does that, right? And that's about it. Uh, let's see here. I, I'm going to go with the six and a half, because I think this movie is fun, and, you know, it knows what it is from 1985. Um, Mariano, I kind of agree with you. Like, I, I don't think it is inter- interesting until... I, I like boy Terry a little bit better, and, you know, yeah. may, maybe I'm one of those asshole teachers. Be like, I don't know, uh, girl Terry? <laughs> maybe if you were a boy, <laughs> wow. I would like you better. I don't, I don't think that's... No, I don't think... <laughs> wow. Well, they did have the scene where, I mean, she did overhear the journalism teacher talking to the other teacher about her. Yeah, right. And about the outfit that she had on that day, which in the journalism teacher's defense, even he told the other teacher that what he had just said was really, really wrong and you're going to get fired for that. And he said it would be worth it. Oh, the yeah, flunker yeah, so I can yeah. stare at her for another year. Oh, um, uh, yeah, that was, yeah, that was... That, that teacher was so yeah. out of bounds. and Yeah, he wasn't uh, redeemable at the end. And we had teachers like that in my high school, um, some of whom did not get busted until, you know, a year ago for the Oof. stuff that they were oh, doing. Wow. Um, so that's kind of creepy. So kudos to Mr. I want to call him way back, but that was not his name. No. <laughs> Mr. Raymaker. Raymaker. Ray, yeah, yes. And um, for anybody that didn't know the tone, that was complete sarcasm, what I said about being like the asshole teachers. <laughs> That's why I was like, no, don't say that to yourself, Peter. You're much more than that. <laughs> I, I felt like I had to explain for for anybody that might be like finding our show for the first time. Our show is full of sarcasm. Yeah. And we're both dads, uh, Peter and I. Yes, you know, and, we, and have we have all a lot the of dad jokes. jokes, which I don't know if we actually say anything We here. didn't really have any. No, not not really. I was very surprised to revisit this movie, again, having not seen this in at least over a couple decades, that there there's a lot of very nice shared moments uh, with characters and good dialogue, or at least lengthy dialogue. You know, parents leave for two weeks, and we get almost like a half brother and sister movie you know that's uh, which is pretty crazy because i thought the brother was just gonna show up to teach her how to be a guy and then just pop up every once in a while but he was actually like one of the leads in here so um you know i want to give a shout out to to uh, billy uh, jacoby there mariano you mentioned that you thought uh, you felt that he was the 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 most natural yeah yeah so um i think had pretty good soundtrack too hey shout out to rick yeah yeah for not being a creep um with that with that whole double date business you know what i'm saying like he mm-hmm. like was kind to the young lady she was like a middle schooler or whatever and was like 
a gentleman and wasn't a creepazoid. So shout again, out to Rick for that. Hey, uh, again, a, a male, age appropriate. A male director, he, he Rick would have been a little bit more creepy during that scene. You know, would have made like, a couple hey. of comments maybe or some weird some weird shit. No, he kept it PG. You know, G actually, he kept it G actually. So yeah. But but also, how, how do we uh, miss the part where like where where he stands up to to Greg in the oh. cafeteria? That was one of the better, probably one of the better um, earned moments, maybe. Yeah, I think so because of uh, it's a very like a very smart way to deal with a bully. Granted, he was gonna, you know, he was he was dead meat later, but uh, <laughs> you <laughs> but, really but want he that line? It really. <laughs> <laughs> it's classic eighties freaking bully line, dude. Okay, Come on, right. yeah. oh my god! <laughs> I just feel like an opportunity was missed, big time. That's all. <laughs> yeah. I you know what um I haven't seen it since it first came out but this movie does remind me of uh, she's the man with Amanda Bynes which both movies are you know inspired by the Twelfth Night um I remember when we first started uh, the Cobra Kai group page uh, uh you know for our other podcast uh, Cobra Kai Companion anyone want to check it out Companion with a K uh we I, I posted a picture uh, a a um publicity still of the, of the cast members and you know billy zapka's there with, with his his gloves on and everything um and we, we you know some of us were kind of talking about the movie and i had forgotten about she's a man at that point but i was like it also kind of reminds me a little bit of uh never was it never been kissed yeah never been kissed with drew barrymore who goes undercover as a reporter um about what's going on at the school but ends up falling in love with the, with the teacher so kind of the same but not really and for a certain specific fandom, you'll get the reference, but different but same. Uh, I say that um, I'm, I am actually uh, proud that they had a Yentl joke in there. He said Tootsie and Yentl, which are kind of the same, you know, similar kind of things. I know what Tootsie is. You I know what Yentl is. Yent- I, I know what Yentl is, and yeah. uh, I missed the joke. I love that movie. Um, uh, uh, his Her brother was like, Tootsie? Well, what, like Tootsie? And she's like, no, it's not like that. He goes, oh, more like Yentl? <laughs> So oh, I, was like, I completely missed. Pretty, I think I was yeah. still laughing at the Tootsie thing. Okay, um, that was pretty. That was, I thought, oh, that's funny because I loved. Kinda, I loved. You went Yentl. on top. You went one joke after the next. I like that. That was really good. Yeah. Um, that's Barbara Streisand, Peter, with the uh, where she uh, uh, dresses as a man because I can't remember why. I think she won an Oscar for it though. Barbara yeah, right. Streisand and Dustin Hoffman were husband and wife in Meet the Fockers. I wonder if that was kind of a. You know, they, they oh, casted one and, little, hey, let's get the other. Callback. It'd be kind of funny. Yeah, I don't know. Oh. That'd be kind of interesting. I, I, weren't they husband and wife in Kramer versus Kramer, too? I don't believe so. That I don't was, think she actually, was the no, wife. That was, um, no, that was Meryl Streep. Oh, I yeah, believe. it was okay. Meryl Streep. Yeah, yeah okay. I, think that, I think that was Meryl Streep. Um, Ooh, also a good movie. Talk about a powerhouse, man. Like yeah. Meryl Streep and, yeah. and uh, Dustin Hoffman. Whew. Uh, and, and Hoffman before, obviously. You know, we, we heard, we've heard some things since then, too. Not, not as big as some of these other people, like Spacey or whatever, though, but... Heard some things about uh, uh, Hoffman as well. Oh yeah, you know what? Shit, that's right. I did read an article on that. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, anyway, well, we'll wrap it up now. Brianna, thank you so much for joining in on a review of just one of the guys. Thank you for inviting me. Oh, yeah. Thanks for being here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was dope. Uh, d- don't know what's coming up here, but you know, yeah, Brianna, uh, you say ninety uh, eighty-five. It seems to be a pretty good year. So we'll we'll see what else. Maybe uh, have you come back on, you know, for for something else. But uh, for the listeners who aren't familiar with you, want to check you out in other places, uh, go ahead and pimp out where they can find you at. Well, first of all, I'm on this little podcast with this guy you may know, um, Cobra Kai Companion. And I am Brianna25 on Twitter, Tumblr, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, fanfiction.net, archive of our own. And I remembered them all this time. I can't remember them on my own show, but I remember them on this one. <laughs> yes, and that is Companion spelled with a K. Check out our YouTube channel. Subscribe, please. And yes, also subscribe to Brianna's uh, Brianna25 on YouTube. Um, Mariano, where can people find you? Um, I, I know that you know on the last episode, or depending when this comes out, you know we, we talked about both you and I are essential workers out here doing things but um so i i don't know if you've been putting out any content as of late no we have i mean well we you know i'm also on tv ate my brain with uh with allegra most of the time there was my wife and we a lot of our shows kind of either came to an end like 
their run is over or they're on hiatus. And of course, now with the whole situation, I don't know what, what things are going to come out, like when they're going to come out as far as timing because of uh, post-production situ- you know, issues. So at the moment, we're doing a, a, what we call TV in my brain reruns. And we're, we're rewatching shows that were kind of essential. <laughs> See what I did there? Yeah, I essential did. to like the like the golden age of television you know the new age you know so we're starting with the sopranos so we're doing a rewatch of the sopranos and what we do is we cover like a whole season in one episode and right now we're we're finishing up season three so we can talk about it probably this weekend um so you can check that out on tv my brain we don't really have i don't think any new new shows that i can think of uh down the line except maybe i know the expanse will come out sometime in late fall early winter next winter um and with the next, I think of the Sopranos, we might be justified, which is like an excellent TV show. I don't think enough people watched, so that'd be kind of cool for people to check out. Cool. Um, Did you say justified or Cobra Kai? You, you said justified, uh, underwatched. So you know, a couple shows. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll let you pimp your stuff, man. But let me let me pimp mine. Okay. <laughs> Expanse, got it. Justified. Okay. That's <laughs> the kids would say. Stay in your lane, Peter. Right, right, You're right, really right. good at that. You know. Yeah. I do say <laughs> that. You're yes. little. Your little show where you guys happen to go, I don't know, to the, the site or where the stuff is filmed, you know, because, you know, just first name basis with the creators of the show. <laughs> no, no big deal. No big deal. No, um, none. Uh, and uh, with besides that, we are um, we also cover a show. We do a show called uh, History of Color, which is on hiatus right now. We're re kind of hashing things uh, and we will actually have in a new episode come out on the first day of summer is our goal and we're working on it and hopefully have some special guests to join us for that and that's an interesting uh you know form new format that we're trying to trying out with that and you can reach me on twitter at papa elefante that's at p-a-p-a-e-l-e-f-a-n-t-e all right and uh yeah i'm looking forward to to the uh rebirth i i'm not sure what word you want to use for history no of color. idea yeah just, just because you can call it all those things yeah you, you've already told me uh you, you teased a guess so i'm definitely looking forward anyway, i mean i listened to the episodes anyway um well one other thing mariano that you that you and i have been doing we haven't done it for a few weeks now with everything going on but we hope to kind of get back in the saddle is that on the on the podcast music in my brain we have been going through the 90s next episode is going to be 1994 and we're going through the billboard and talking about some of the hit singles deep cuts or otherwise and that's been a lot of fun too um yes also cobra kai companion companion with the k uh doing all sorts of things there if you guys are just free uh, or just discovering that um that that show on youtube you know brianna and i we've you know uh reviewed the episodes um i've done a lot of the cast interviews including the creators and Mariano, you talked about us visiting the sets. Well, yes, we have an episode talking about that experience as well. So a lot of uh, content to consume uh, on Twitter. We're at actually no uh, Podstalgic. Podstalgic on Twitter and Instagram. I forgot what show I was on for a second. Yeah. Don't uh, worry about so it. yep, that's the easiest way to find me there. Uh, thank you guys for checking out this episode and to Brianna again for uh, joining us. So uh, until the next episode, we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Court and Parts Podcast Network. To listen to more Court and Parts shows, visit courtemparts.com.